KPBS On Demand is supported by UC San Diego, offering the online Master of Data Science program, a journey through computation, data analysis, and real-world applications. Learn more about the online Master of Data Science program from UC San Diego at omds.ucsd.edu. Good morning. I'm Matt Hoffman. In for Debbie Cruz, it's Wednesday, February 15th. North County's transit agency is looking at ways to maximize the use of land around its transit stations. More on that next, but first, let's get to the headlines. San Diego County health officials are monitoring an uptick in hepatitis A cases. Five people contracted it over the last month and one death was reported. The county usually sees two to three cases per month, but these new cases are not connected, so this is not considered an outbreak. Three of the cases are among those experiencing homelessness. County health officials say hep A spreads through close contact and fecal matter, so hand washing and good hygiene can help prevent it. They say with these new cases, the general public is not at greater risk. The county is working with homeless service providers to vaccinate those at high risk. The San Diego Foundation launched its Community Food Grant program this week. It's for nonprofit organizations. Their goal is to provide $4.5 million in grants. It's going to go to support food security for low-income communities and those with limited access to healthy foods. Webinars for grant seekers are available in English and Spanish. It's happening online at sdfoundation.org. In-person grant application workshops will also be held tomorrow in National City and Encinitas. Love was definitely in the air yesterday as couples lined up to say I do at weddings across San Diego County. If you don't remember, it was Valentine's Day. Marriage ceremonies were held at all four of the county assessor, recorder, and county clerk's offices. Those offices issued at least 119 marriage licenses, and they conducted 82 weddings. At the county offices, Valentine's Day is one of the most sought-after wedding days of the year. From KPBS, you're listening to San Diego News Now. Stay with me for more of the local news you need. KPBS On Demand is supported by UC San Diego, offering the online Master of Data Science program, shaping the next generation of data-driven problem solvers. Learn more about the online Master of Data Science program from UC San Diego at omds.ucsd.edu. The need for more housing and sustainable transportation has North County's transit agency exploring ways to maximize the use of their land. North County reporter Tanya Thorne breaks down the changes on the horizon for multiple stations. Where there is space, there is opportunity. North County Transit District sees opportunity in the underutilized land around their transit stations. Uh, the goal is to transform our stations into vibrant multi-mobility hubs that have mixed uses, housing, commercial, retail, uh, as well as our transit operations. Chris Orlando is the Chief Planning and Communications Officer with NCTD. He says mixed-use projects are being proposed around four North County stations, Oceanside, Carlsbad Village, Carlsbad Poinsettia, and Escondido. To not only drive ridership, but also create revenue for the district and add housing to the region. The furthest along in the pipeline is the redevelopment of Oceanside's 10-acre transit center. The transit hub connects travelers to Amtrak, Orange County's Metrolink trains, 
and NCTD's Coaster, Sprinter, and Breeze buses. The station's redevelopment includes over 500 mixed-income apartments, along with a boutique hotel and commercial space. The transit center will also get modernized. NCTD's headquarters will also be relocated to Oceanside's transit center. Once they've moved, their old building will be redeveloped into residential apartments that will include market rate and affordable units. The redevelopment of the Oceanside Transit Center is a keystone for the city um, and their long-term vision of the development of this city. Redevelopment of this site is an extension of downtown. Lillian Doherty is NCTD's Director of Planning and Development. She says developers are currently negotiating with the city of Oceanside and construction is anticipated to start in 2025. We really do anticipate a cultural shift of our writers and our communities that will allow them to live, work and play at our transit stations um, through these uh, vibrant communities that we're building. Oceanside City Council member Eric Joyce says while the project has many benefits to travelers, he will be pushing for a space that benefits the Oceanside community. We're always looking for more community spaces as we have the Junior Seau that's not too far away, Beach Community Center. Uh, but there's never enough space for programming. There's never enough space for our, our classes. So uh, we are working with the developer to make sure that there's something that is a public benefit directly is included in the final project. Joyce also hopes the affordable housing element will help keep more people from getting pushed out of the city. I think this project in particular is really important and it's a really good opportunity for us to show that new development is actually working for the people that live in Oceanside. Carlsbad's transit stations are also up for redevelopment. Doherty with NCTD says the Carlsbad Village Station and the Poinsettia Station will each have their own developer, chosen just last month. Uh, we anticipate that there will be mixed-use development that will provide for affordable housing and market-raised housing as well as ground floor retail. Between the two projects, Carlsbad will get just over 400 more apartments and 81 of them will be affordable housing. You know, between NCTD and MTS, uh, there's a, a, a real big effort at creating uh, more housing for folks. Corina Contreras represents Vista on the NCTD board. She says they're making progress when it comes to housing. But when it comes to transit, there is still more to be done to connect North County with the rest of San Diego. If we could build that out, have on the 78 uh, transit priority lanes or managed lanes that allow our buses to go from Vista, you know, and quickly um, down to San Diego, that provides us more opportunity, whether that's economic opportunity or the opportunity to participate in different recreational things like going to Petco, you know, and and whatnot. Escondido Transit Center is the newest project NCTD has opened up for proposals with 13 acres available for housing and retail. Developers have until March to submit their plans. Tanya Thorne, KPBS News. Chula Vista became the first city in California to become a certified welcoming city. That was in 2019, and now just over three years later, it's also the first city in the state to lose that distinction. Reporter Gustavo Solis explains why Chula Vista is no longer a welcoming city. Activists are livid that Chula Vista chose to quietly abandon the welcoming city program. I cannot believe it. 
that they would be so crude and rude to all the people who have worked on this. That's Margaret Baker. She volunteered to help Chulavista earn that Welcoming City certification. It was a rigorous process that included multiple reviews of city policies, all to ensure that Chula Vista is a safe and inclusive community for marginalized people. Last year, city manager Maria Cachadorian decided not to go through the recertification process. Chula Vista officially lost its Welcoming City certification in December. The city has not made any public announcement about this issue. Baker criticized the city's lack of transparency. Someone should have had the decency to say it in one of the many meetings that I've attended over the last six months. City officials said Cachadorian decided not to pursue the recertification process because of staff priorities to launch a new justice, equity, diversity, and inclusion program. Chula Vista Mayor John McCann was not available for comment. Gustavo Solis, KPBS News. The Islamic Center of San Diego says a donation drive for survivors of the earthquake in Turkey and Syria has been a huge success. Reporter Claire Strong spoke with organizers. Honestly, it's not really surprising to me because I know my community. Imam Taha Hassan is thrilled but not shocked by the overwhelming response to help those caught up in a devastating natural disaster thousands of miles away. Diapers, first aid kits and tons of warm blankets were among the items donated, as well as over $60,000 in cash. Hassan says San Diegans always step up in times of crisis. I know San Diego. Whenever there is a need, everyone gets motivated and they try to do something to help their brothers and sisters in humanity. Turkish Airlines will now deliver the items to survivors. Claire Strong, KPBS News. Coming up, the San Diego Symphony's indoor home will soon be among the finest symphony halls in the country. We'll have that story and more next, just after the break. KPBS On Demand is supported by the Museum of Contemporary Art San Diego, offering visitors to the La Jolla campus special exhibitions, collection galleries, coastal vistas, seaside dining, and more. MCASD.org. This week, an ambitious art project is underway at One City Heights School. Education reporter M.G. Perez tells us how it's also creating community. Third grade students at Hamilton Elementary School have become artists with mentoring from professionals with the Visual and Performing Arts Foundation, better known as VAPA. VAPA provides enhanced arts programs for students across the San Diego Unified School District. The Hamilton Project is a large mural with a space exploration theme made from glass mosaic pieces created by Khalil and his classmates. Khalil is sold on a career in art. Yes, because it's really fun to do with other kids. And also, I also kind of like drawing too. So I might do both. An official unveiling of the mural for the community will happen later this spring. M.G. Perez, KPBS News. 
Now in its 123rd year, the San Diego Symphony is the oldest symphony in California. Its home has been Copley Symphony Hall at the Jacobs Music Center, and that's since 1984. Back in 2010, it was named a Tier 1 orchestra by the League of American Orchestras. And now, as reporter John Carroll tells us, its historic home will soon become what you might call a Tier 1 venue. The historic Fox Theater was transformed in the mid-80s into the home of the San Diego Symphony. It has been the headquarters of the symphony since then. Two years ago, at the onset of COVID, the symphony pulled up stakes and moved to their beautiful outdoor venue, the Rady Shell at Jacobs Park, a landmark venue like no other, with a price tag of $85 million. But come November, the symphony will return to their main home, Copley Symphony Hall, and if you thought $85 million was expensive for the shell, well, the renovations here are being done to the tune of $125 million. It's a noisy, dusty scene inside right now, with lots of exposed concrete and no seats. But the symphony's vice president of operations, Travis Weininger, says it will all be worth it. The end result is going to be wonderful, um, both visually and acoustically. If you want to know anything about the changes happening inside this magnificent space, Weininger's the go-to guy. He can tell you all about the modernization and improvements that are being done, those that you will see and those you won't. Bringing the, the rear wall of the hall in by about eight rows of seats, uh, we had a really deep balcony overhang before, and acoustically, those seats all the way in the back of that, uh, that balcony uh, under-balcony level weren't that great. Each row of seats that remains under the balcony will be stepped up as you go back to improve lines of sight. Another change improves aesthetics and sound. Removing a, a valance, a wall that used to cut off the top of the proscenium, and we were able to do some structural moves to remove that and to open uh, the proscenium up to the full height of this arch that you see behind us. So that's going to give a lot more acoustic breathing room. We decided to build a permanent orchestra shell um, that will surround the stage. And um, that allows us now around the stage to have a choral terrace level. As its name suggests, the choral terrace will allow large choirs to sing with the orchestra. And when no chorus is involved, it will be opened up to audience seating. Of course, all the ornate plaster work is being refreshed and cleaned. And then there are those changes you won't see, but that will make a big difference, like the building's heating and air conditioning systems. We've suspended all of those units from the parking structure above us so that none of the vibration or the noise from those units will transfer into the space. A renovated symphony hall and a spectacular outdoor venue with the Rady Shell. You'd think that would make the San Diego Symphony a very attractive orchestra for the world's top musicians. It's a question we put to Director of Artistic Planning A.J. Benson in a much quieter meeting room at Symphony Hall. I think San Diego has a number of elements that are attractive to musicians. The fact that we are performing in two different venues. We have great soloists and collaborators that we work with. 
the executive leadership has really been a huge uh, force propelling the orchestra forward. And Benson points out the Jacobs gift, $120 million given in 2002. That, he says, has resulted in a financially sound organization, especially when combined with other large gifts and significant support from the community in general. Now, Benson, along with symphony leadership, look to the future. We want to have people feel like it's comfortable, it's safe, it's welcoming, it's warm in this new acoustic, in this environment. So, you know, I think there's a real element of, you know, top shelf, incredible music making, great art artistry happening right at everyone's doorstep. You don't have to go to LA, you don't have to go to New York City. There's a lot happening right here. And soon, happening in a concert hall that will take its place among the finest in the world. John Carroll, KPBS News. Well, that's it for the podcast today. As always, you can find more San Diego news online at kpbs.org. I'm Matt Hoffman. Thanks so much for being here with us. Have a great day, and we'll catch you tomorrow. KPBS On Demand is supported by the Museum of Contemporary Art San Diego, offering visitors to the La Jolla campus special exhibitions, collection galleries, coastal vistas, seaside dining, and more. MCASD.org.